What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the one and only Man Card Podcast, where we like to start off the podcast with a quote of the week. Go right ahead. This is the way. Amway. Hit it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MCU, and not, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Man Card Universe. And I am your host, Mitchell Peters, along with me is the Noah Bryant, as always. Hello, and, everybody. Uh, hello, everybody is correct. We have an interesting show today. We have a... Um, I'm not going to be talking much. No, so no, it's, that's, not be a, that's not true. That's not true. I think we're going to do a portion true. of it. You know, if you read the title of this video... It's um, not me. It's it's definitely not Mitchell, and it's definitely not me. It's one of our uh, mutual friends, more through somebody on your side, and then me. I, I knew him directly, but um, it's a mutual friend of ours. is uh, is straight mainline in that Amway, um, aka American Way. Uh, oh, is that what that means? That's what it stands for. That's yeah. a cool name. I'll give it to him. It is a cool the American name. Way Amway. Yeah, they definitely they definitely cornered the market on good names. Like but, yeah. So, you know, it's unfortunate that it's kind of ubiquitous with American Way because it's kind of a, in my opinion, a not-so-great company. Uh, but, you know, is any multi-level marketing company ever a great company? Well, let's start there. Multi-level marketing. Explain. Because yeah. I don't know what that was when we were talking about and it. And I'm going to cool it down. Right, yeah, cool before it we down. started the, the podcast. the amount of times we've talked about this in the past <laughs> hour. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, so before we started this podcast, I was like amped up. If you can see, I'm a little, probably still a little red in the face, but I was like, I was amped about it. So I'm going to cool it down. So multi-level marketing, <laughs> got to get a little wet in the whistle there, but multi-level marketing is is pretty much, um, it's like it's like pyramid scheme adjacent. So if you know anything about a pyramid scheme, the crux of a pyramid scheme is there isn't necessarily a product to be offered. Right, so your your job is to basically hire people into the company, and by hiring people into the company, and then them hiring people into the company, money flows up, and you make money. The problem with pyramid schemes is that once you get to, let's say it's a five, like I find five people, and each of my five people find five people. By the fifteenth level, right when you go down from the first person who starts the company or finds the first five people. It ends up, you would need more people than exist on planet Earth to satisfy that 15th tier. So, inevitably, pyramid schemes are, uh, uh, they're basically time bombs because they're not designed to last very long because they're not sustainable. So, any of the new people, pretty much the greater majority of the people that join onto a pyramid scheme are not going to make any money. Yeah. And they leave quick. And they leave quick, see it or make a couple bucks and then and then walk out. Yeah, the door. they make like 4,000 or something in a year or in something a year like or that. something like yeah. that. Something small. Something small like that. And so, you know, and and granted like you you can make some extra change. Like if you don't see it as a full-time job and you go into a multi-level marketing company, which is a legal version of a pyramid scheme, you can make some, you know, some extra dollars here or there, but 
at what cost? I'll go into that in a minute. Yeah, what cost? Yeah, what cost? So, go on. Pi- so pyramid schemes. Let me just finish up with the pyramid schemes. Pyramid schemes. It's not sustainable long term, and then they just inevitably collapse upward, right? Yeah. Because if you don't have any, anybody below you, you're not making any money. So the second everybody below you leaves, you leave, and so it very rapidly goes up the ladder and and falls apart. So on the other side, you have multi-level marketing. The difference between the two is there's an actual product being offered at each level in multi-level marketing. So think of like Mary Kay with cosmetics, right? The pink car, everybody knows about that. Valentine's Day baskets. Valentine's Day baskets, right. So so Amway is one of the oldest and still one of the biggest uh, multi-level marketing companies. And pretty much their shtick is you join on, right, and under a mentor or whatever. Um, however, their new, hey, here's a business opportunity presents itself. And, you know, once you're in the company, I say company, once you're basically a contractor because you're not salaried, you're 1099. So once you're a contractor for this company, so you get zero perks, there's zero benefits, there's no benefit of being a part of this company other than mentor. Mentor, you have a, men- a quote-unquote mentor who quote-unquote cares about you. And so when it comes down to it, a lot of the times people join into Amway, and it's the same thing. It's structured just like a pyramid scheme where you make, can make some of your money. This is what makes it legitimate. Some of your money by selling products, right? Because Amway is just, a, is, is just a supplier, and you as a person who works for Amway is just a distributor, so you're not making the greater majority of the money as a company off of signing people up. They're making the greater majority of their money off of sales of their products to their distributors, you and me, to then sell to people outside of Amway. But therein lies the problem. There's only so much that you can sell a $20 bottle of soap for right? Like there's only so many people in your close proximity that you can sell that to. So what ends up happening? Instead of selling a lot of these products, what people end up doing is they get stuck with some products, sure, they sell some, sure, but they end up turning all of their attention to the recruitment aspect of it, right? So then, or I'm sorry, not recruitment, presenting a business opportunity, right? So when it comes down to brass tacks, they're making the greater majority of the money through the, the kind of percentage they get from all of their downstreams. Um, so they have, in, in multi-level marketing, it's called downstream and upstream, where my upstream is the person who sponsored me or was my mentor paying. to come into yeah. and who I'm, who I'm, I mean, I'm not paying them, I'm paying the company, but like they're my upstream and they're, they're the one who's getting all of my, they're getting a, uh, basically a percentage off of my sales, yeah, right? Correct. So all of my downstreams, I have like 5, 10, 15 downstreams, right? Depending on how good you are, quote unquote. And I'm getting a fee off of all of those. And it, and it trickles upwards and upwards and whatever. So you can see how quickly it transitions from I'm trying to sell, let's just say, I know one of the, one of the Amway's products is XS, like literally the letters X and the letter S. Extra um, small. Extra small. Yep. I actually made that joke before, but it's like a supplements. So like you can do like pre workouts huh. or protein. extra small supplements. Extra small supplements. Yeah, there's no way I'm buying it. Yeah, just with the name. Me neither. And I, I made that joke too. And the the guy who I knew who had this, he was like, "Dude, I can get you some." And that was another red flag for me, where I'm like, "What does that mean? Get me some? Does that mean you're buying it?" 
and then just giving it to me? Or like you want me to pay you for it? It means he's going to go make it downstairs. He's going to make it in the basement. Just go, yeah. Exactly. So I never got it from him, and I'm glad I didn't. And I'm glad I got off of the supplement train because I'm feeling much better, eating cleaner, working out more. I feel great. You don't need supplements, people. I promise you. Just have, Just have your vitamins, eat well, and work out. Done. And a shot here and there. And you a know? shot of and tequila. Yeah, you know, you lose your clothes every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, no, that's definitely a shot I meant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A shot of heroin, dude. But no, it, multi-level marketing to me is just a conundrum in and of itself because it's like the Federal Trade Commission approves Amway as a thumbs up business. It's a legitimate business that can operate. It's not a scam. It's a real business. They, they rake in about $8 billion every year as a company. And if you're somebody looking outside, uh, outside in, and you say, well, I want a piece of the pie, right? When you join in, I think, I can't, I want to say the percentage is upware of like anywhere between 50 to 80% of people. I think that's right. I want somebody to check me on this. But like between 50 and 80% of people who join onto the company don't make any more than minimum wage in the company. Like if you do it full time, you're barely squeaking by if you ran a forklift at Lowe's. You'd be making the same amount of money. And you're losing all of your friends in the process. Sounds like Primerica. Have you ever heard of Primerica? No. It's a, it's a similar thing where um, you sell like life insurance. But like you'll have a team underneath you and they all go That's out it. and sell yep, yep, yep. life insurance. Same thing. And you get a portion of same your thing. teams. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. It's the same structure. Sounds sketchy. Because uh, it is. Because you don't make money when you don't have a team under you. Yeah. And in a normal job, you make money based off of productivity and things you do. Not like your boss isn't making money from you. Mm-hmm. They're making money from the revenue from the company and you're and we're getting paid for our jobs within the company you have benefits obviously 401k match all this stuff um with it's like you're working for uber but uber forced you to every single time you got in the car you had to interview people who got in the back seat to get them to then join uber it's the same thing um which is i mean who would then you're going to lose a lot of riders because you're pitching every single person that gets in the car. So like you do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So here's the consequence side of it is if you're pitching all your friends and all your family and every random person that you meet to join Amway. I, okay. Let me back up a step to join a business opportunity because they never presented as Amway. Right. Because why would they do that? Well, because and they claim that people who are in Amway that oh, it's, you know, we don't want to come off as sketchy. Like, you know, multi-level marketing already has a weird rap. So we want to lead with the business opportunity. And I'm like, no, no, sir, I'm sorry. That's not how that works. You're actually more sketchy when you don't lead with the details. Yeah. Right? And so uh, the consequence, you end up pitching it to everybody around you, your friends, your family, people you meet in the gym, and pretty much Everybody who knows about multi-level marketing and is somewhat competent in the business world is more than likely going to say no. Yeah. And is probably, from that point forward, not going to agree with what you're doing to further the Amway mission mm-hmm. or whatever multi-level marketing firm you're with. And so tensions rise and you inevitably stop being friends. There's so many stories online that I've seen in the past few days 
of just articles after articles and posts after posts of people that have lost family members, that have lost fiancés, wives, partners to companies like Amway where one of them joins and the other one either backs out or doesn't join at all and they literally just go, I like, why are you doing this? This is insane. Like we're losing all of our friends and they're like, no, you're just being negative to me. You're not, you're not with me in pursuing you don't my, support dream. my dream. My dream. Um, it reminds me of there's a Cody Co video uh, where he reacts to Jake Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. It's like, you're not acknowledging my California dream. <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Is these people are saying like, I have a dream to be financially independent Don't and retire at 30. Don't we all? Or 40. Don't or we whatever. all? Yeah. I agree. I would love that too. But with everything that sounds too good to be true, what's the mantra? It probably is. So when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, multi-level marketing firms like Amway and all of this stuff end up just nuking friends, nuking family, um, and with me. So with this, I would, con- I would consider him a really good friend. We knew each other really well. We hung out. We worked out like almost every day last year. And then now all of a sudden, we're not friends anymore. He's blocked me uh, from reaching out to him because I was trying my darndest to send him all of the good the good side, the light side information about yeah. why Amway is is a cult and is and is uh, no bueno. And you would have been content, and I would have too, if uh, just produce some numbers, you know. Just uh, yeah, just tell me the profit. Just tell me the tell me how, how much you made, how well, much you paying. What what's the deal? Just tell me the numbers. Right. And so like, I'm I I want my mind to be changed. If this is a legit thing. It should be very easy for you, if you, and he's been doing it for about two years, it should be very easy for you to just send me some numbers. Mm-hmm. Show me over the past two years a little success in you selling some of this stuff and, and even recruiting new members to your team. Show me some success. The, the only number that I was able to eke out of this guy was four grand. And now I wasn't sure if it was four grand over two years or four grand over one year. Either way, that's some really, really bad return on your investment. And apparently Amway is one of the lowest upfront costs to join or have the privilege of joining the team. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 80 bucks a year, I want to say. Yeah. And then, of course, once you're in, you have to buy the products and then sell the products. And if you're not selling the products, then you need to really, really be heavily you know, adding people to your team um, to push your dream forward. Um, so it's, those are really bad numbers, like really bad numbers. Like that's not even, that's not even close to the poverty line. Oh yeah. Four even grand if you a were year? trying, like you could take your four grand, double it and then throw it I as far as you can. I think some homeless people make more by standing by on the standing side on of the street, side of the street. Yes. and collecting change. Fully agree. Oh, I know that's true. Per year? Oh my gosh. You could totally do that in a year. Yeah. And what is that? I mean, per day, what is that? Like 10 bucks a day? Yeah, it's about ten bucks a day. About ten bucks a day. Yeah, maybe a little more. You give could or take eleven. Because like, let's say somebody's super nice and gives you a twenty. No, oh, boom, done. Boom, done. I already beat it. Two days done. But like, yeah, you, that's it's pretty it's pretty sad to think that like, because you got to compare it to real world things. Because what they do in companies like Amway is they sell you a dream, right? And it's super easy to sell somebody a dream when they're in a position of vulnerability. Somebody's passed away. They're addicted to something. They 
had a loss in the family. They, uh, you know, don't know where they're going in their career. They seem very lost. And so companies like Amway are very predatory in this way, where they come in when you're most vulnerable, have a mentor. There's a mentor that cares for you, that's looking out for you, that wants, that has your best interest in mind. And that best interest is also what Amway's best interest for you is too, which is to get rich and retire at 30, Yeah. right? And so like, how, who wouldn't sign on to that? I would sign on to that. That's amazing, right? Like that sounds so great. But when it comes down to it, you get into Amway, and what they do is they basically emotionally blackmail you, but subversively. So like they basically pump you full of the like motivation, s- motivational like books and the self-help books and like the conferences that they send you to that some you have to pay for if you're not a high enough tier and some that you don't have to pay for if you're high enough tier. So you feel extra special that it's like, oh, I'm being sent to this conference because I'm special. And then there's speakers that are there that get paid buco bucks by the company to be there and they don't care about you. And they're saying, God has put you in this place For a reason. For a reason. Amway is the way. And anybody who doesn't back you up is not a brother in Christ or whatever they say, right? And they try to basically, like, use religion as this, like, cudgel in in the company to basically force you to say, well, I'm I'm a follower of Christ. I want to push the message of Christ. And, And you are negatively speaking about what I'm doing now blocked. Right, it's, it's that easy. Right, you block them, move yeah. on. Right, you gotta yeah. have really thick skin. And so, this guy that I that I know that's that's in Amway deep. He he was telling me that like, dude, I went to this conference and business conference, mind you, and hundreds of people were saved. Right. Okay. So let's just break this down logically. You go to one of the biggest religious conferences that I know in the Southeast is Passion Conference. Yeah. Right? Which is a scheme in itself to an extent. To an extent. But not going to go into that. Not going to yeah. go into Passion. That's another topic for another day. At Passion Conference, which their mission is great to bring people to Christ. I love that. I think it's awesome. Even at Passion Conference, when they do the like, all right, everybody, I want you to raise your hand when if you have this drive to give yourself to Christ, which, hey, I think that call is amazing. I think when you hear the gospel, God moves in you special ways. Even at Passion Conference, you'll look around the stadium, and, I mean, 75, 100, maybe 150 people at this mega conference give themselves to Christ. And this is like epicenter of Christianity, right? Where you would have the highest level of mountaintop experience, the closest, like that would be where you would experience the presence of God in a way. Let's bring it back to home. Let's bring it back to Amway. This is an Amway business conference teaching you how to be a better salesperson and sell random tchotchkes to people that are very overpriced so that you can make margins. At that conference, he somehow claims that hundreds of people gave their life to Christ. And I just have to logically question, and now, of course, I'll, I'll stipulate this with, if a hun- hundreds of people actually did give their life to Christ at this conference, I apologize. incredible, yeah. fully apologize, like, yep. that's amazing in and of itself. Even if one person gave their life to Christ, I think yep. that's still amazing. Hundreds of people at a business conference, though. When was the last time you felt emotionally and spiritually moved at a business conference? Not I. Never. I fall asleep. I feel scammed. I feel scammed. Uh, I'm, wait, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for the angle. 
Yeah, I'm waiting for the angle. I'm waiting for the timeshare opportunity to pop out. Like, you know, it'd be great if they threw the angle out first. You know, then uh-huh. then you could. Like, hey, we're here to get you to sell more so that we can make money. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to recruit people so that you can make more money as well. Like, that's it. That's all they have to say. They're not going to say that, though. Thank but, you for coming all the way down here to Miami for that. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Have, thank a you. have a good night. But, like, hundreds of people saved. Yeah. I just question it. I just question it. And, like, he has bought this hook, line, and sinker to not even question it at all. Um, because, like, I have seen plethoras of video videos online of, like, the one person's arm is shorter than the other. And the guy's like... I command in the name of the Lord that yeah, your yeah. arm is fixed. Yeah. And it like, they point the camera and it like grows back to normal. I'm like, okay, that person's in on it. That person's in on it. Maybe those are the only two people who are in on it. So it really sells the spectacle for the people who are there. Yeah. How hard is it to say, hey, you want to know what it 20, is? 20, 30, 50 bucks. Raise your hand when I, when I say to. It's the same big scheme as fighting was. You remember fighting necklaces? Yeah. You remember the titanium, whatever thing, and you know what they always did. They say, okay, hop on one, go on one leg, and then they pull you down on your arm or yep. whatever. And then they put the bracelet on you. And then what they would do is they'd push down on a different did, part of your arm direction. near the center yep. of your gravity, and you wouldn't fall. And you're like, whoa, fighting. Fighting. The, the titanium is aligned to all my electrons. I am Mega Man. I'm, I'm Mega Man. And that's, and that's what we like to call in the business a placebo effect. Um, it's a practical experience or anecdotal experience related to what can be, you know, a tchotchke, which mm. is the placebo. Um, we call it just getting scammed it's over just, here on the engineering side. Yeah, it's just you've been scammed. Um, and so I, I am a big fan. I'm a firm believer in the uh, scamming poli- industry. I love <laughs> the scamming industry. No. I'm a firm believer in uh, placebo effects. I love placebo. I, I, I you fully... Fart- taken in some placebo <laughs> yes i have uh-huh we won't go into we that won't go into, that's a good that's a good one for another get arrested time. no no oh i guess not because no one the p the parties involved don't care Are you talking about ellie yeah i was talking about that whole oh know. the whole yeah, yeah yeah that was a good one <laughs> yeah um and was very beneficial what was it it was uh you put what in there um nothing it's ginger yeah that's what i meant ginger G- sugar and ginger nice yeah Any although cure? i mean ginger maybe ginger can cure uh yeah anxiety. maybe who knows? Anyway, that's another topic for another time. But like, I'm a firm believer in placebos. Like, if you, it's like the the you've seen Harry Potter. So remember mm. the um, the luck potion for Ron. Yeah. Yep. So for Ron, he pretended like he put it in the drink just for everybody out there who may not follow Harry Potter. Ron Weasley, next character in Harry Potter, they're about to go to a Quidditch game. Ron's super nervous. It's his first game. Harry pretends to put in this like luck potion that's supposed to let you succeed pretty mm. much in your endeavors and Ron goes out and they win the game. They yes, win the best game of his life, best game of his life. They get back to the, the thing and Hermione is given Harry Potter crap for it. She's like, why did you do that? That's not allowed. That's cheating. And he just pulls out the full bottle of the potion. He's like, I didn't put crap in there. And so I'm a, and, and of course that's just a movie, but like it happens on a day to day basis mm-hmm. where you like, I inspire you to do something. You go do it. And you wouldn't have been able to, you wouldn't think you were going to be able to do it otherwise. Yeah. And you end up doing it. Yeah. Um, really, it's like believing in yourself almost. But that is kind of the whole picture right there. I don't want to go into more details. Ellie told me to not read text messages because that's petty. Yeah. So, I'll, so I'm going to read them. Mitch will pull some up. No. But like, and, and I agree with Ellie. Like, I'm not trying to be petty. 
but I am genuinely concerned for this guy. Yeah. Like I tried for two days to come any any kind of message to land with this guy of like why what he's doing even at a minimum is unethical like it's unethical that you're doing this to other people because you're you're misleading people to join amway to then slave away under you until they die correct but it sounds like he knows what he's bought into and he he made four thousand dollars last year four thousand dollars last year or maybe in two years that's even worse Mm -hmm. but he knows what he's bought into and he's explicitly said to me and this is just the one thing that I'll say is I am in this for life and nothing you can say will change my mind. Okay. Go you. Go you. Listen, I, and I gave him full privilege. I said, look, look, if you in, and I'll give you any timeline, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, want to come back to me and rub in my face that you are a multimillionaire retired at 30. Because of Amway. Strictly. Because of Amway and what this business opportunity, quote unquote, did for you. Please, I encourage you to call me up, send me screenshots, let me know how awesome you are. Because I, I, I honestly love that kind of accountability where it's like, I, I know where I am, I know where my head's at, I know what I believe in, and I don't believe in companies like that for the average person to join and make buco bucks. Um, and he's where, he's where he is. And he thinks he can join a company like that, have a quote-unquote business where he is basically using Amway as a distrib- or as a supplier for him um, and as a structure and a wheelhouse for him to sell and make a bunch of money. That's his shtick. Mm. That's fine. And he knows what he's doing, I guess. I tried to tell him. But you can only do so much. And so I did everything I could. And at the end of the day, I sent my final message and he ended up blocking me. So And then, then you sent your final message. Oh, and then I sent my final message. Final, final message. Because I found out that he had blocked me and I was like, well... That's kind of low. I'm a type eight for everybody out there. So is Mitchell. And, um, and I really have a lack of respect for people who don't, who bow down from a fight. I agree. 100%. I think, I think it's, it's 100%. not very noble of you. I think if you believed in what you, uh, if you believed in your cause, you would fight tooth and nail for it. Um, but obviously he doesn't. I think it's, I think it's not very noble of him. And I think it's, it's, it's very small of him to do that. And I, I don't think that's, that's okay. And that's just me as a type eight. Now, of course, other types of people out there have other opinions the on type how B's, C's, D's, e, big D's, D's. <laughs> big D's. The, the D guys, <laughs> the D guys, the A type A's. Um, but no, like, uh, there's a lot of different type of people in the world. Um, and you know, some of them are more susceptible to those kind of intriguing life altering promises that ultimately, as you and I know, if it's too good to be true, it prob- is. probably is. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm okay, right? And and I told this to you and uh, and John. Shout out, John. What's up, dude? We'll see you Monday. Um, but I, I told this to both of you. I would rather lose a friend telling the truth and and being honest with them versus keeping a friend and being in a perpetual lie with them and not telling the truth and sugarcoating and just putting up with behavior that you know is not good and you know is bad. Yeah. Um, Because as friends, what are friends for? You're supposed to hold each other accountable, call each other to the carpet and be, be men. Like even on the, on the men's sphere, like, like you can get into fights with people. Like, like I'm not saying I'm not endorsing fighting. Don't do that. Don't Will Smith people, please. But like, if you get like 
like your best friends, like I've been physical with some of my best friends. Whoa. And it like, oh, Weird. I mean, wow. Are, that's after hours. That's, that's man card after dark I've been dark physical right with there. some of my friends. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's but no, I'm... like we'll get into like a little heated, like a little close, we'll get close, right? We'll get like, like in each other's face and, and you know, it ends up, we, we're better friends for it. Um, yeah, I can't to... tell you how many times that's happened. In <laughs> so many. My friend groups. You fight more than I do. Way yeah, more. Yeah, and than honestly, I do. I'm not even the fighter in my friend group. I'm like, I'm the least fighter in my friend group, honestly. I fight with words. My words are like razor blades. So watch out. Yeah. I'll text you two into oblivion. <laughs> You're Chris Rock, and then I'd be, I, you know, I'd be Will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, damn, he just slapped me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're coming up close to the halftime show. We'll leave Amway at that. So my, my brother in arms over there can, can just continue to be his own thing and his brainwashed little cult. That's fine. And uh, we'll send you right to the halftime show. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? And welcome to your very special Man Card Podcast MCP halftime show. I was told before we got to this point that that Mitchell had a little something special in store for us today. So uh, go ahead and take yeah, it Yeah, we're going to try something new. Usually we pick a topic and we just talk, and then we, uh, you know, plug in our little uh, website there at the end. Yeah, okay. You know, the, the good stuff. The good stuff. At the end. The good, good. What we should do instead, we're going to do a would you rather. And okay. we should do creative or, like, kind of hard would you rathers in these, uh, you know, I like little this. things. And I, I, I got a decent one. Okay. All right. Take religion out of it, okay? Okay. When I say this. So don't think of, you know, really, obviously. Would you rather oh, no. take a bullet to the head right now and die, be gone, like die? Okay. Or be immortal? Um, so religion out of it. Okay. And why? That's a really interesting one because uh, it's basically like, would you rather... You cannot die. You, you never be dead... So it exists in perpetuity to the point where even if earth, you know, crumbles and flames and stuff, you are by yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Or immediately die. Be done right now. Ooh, see, that's such a tough question. That's tough. That's a good one. Because immortality, I think is one of like, people say, oh, what would you want your superpower to be? A lot of people would say immortality. Yeah. Right. Like indestructible or something. Indestructible or like live forever. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well. You only live 80, 90 years, 70, 80, 90 years. Living forever sounds pretty mm-hmm. pretty nice until you really think about it. and You get past the humanity part. And you're like, I'm just literally by myself, existing, existing, mm-hmm. doing nothing. Yep. So I would say, oh, I, I would probably choose, I'd probably choose die. I'd Same. probably choose die. I would choose the bullet. Um, and it's for one reason, one reason only especially taking religion out of it, it's because you, both you effectively don't have a purpose anymore, mm-hmm. except the one you at least get to choose. The yeah. other one, you, you no longer have any choice anymore yeah. about anything in your life. Correct. <laughs> you know you're absolutely right. And you go, you go into infinity of... Of nothingness. Nothing. I, you could literally... You could uh, bump into Scott Lang... <laughs> in the multiverse <laughs> you could be, get lucky maybe there's aliens out there maybe you know the world explodes and you just get drifted off into space yeah but you cannot die that's crazy but okay so in, you, in your mind for 
living forever. You can't die. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. You get blasted off into space. Can you still suffer, though? That's the thing. Or is that, I don't know. Is, is yes. immortality linked with non-suffering? Like because physical you, pain or... or Physical, me- mental pain. So, like, you, you... Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, you can still have physical and mental pain. Okay, so you'd be floating through space. Yep. You Lonely. can't die. Mm-hmm. But you're freezing and burning, and you can't breathe. Yep. But you can't die. Yep. You won't die. Yeah. Okay. You could be tortured. I bolted ahead. Yep. Like that's very simple. Yeah. It, <laughs> right now, gone. gone. Done. Done. Yep. Same. Hundred percent. I. Yeah. If if you choose immortality, would you, like who? Like, why yeah. would you choose that? That just sounds. That for sounds the, evil. Yeah. It just seems like for the hope that you know you live through humanity for the next what, however long humanity for the next lap. humanity. I don't know, like if there's such a thing. There's such a thing. Like, you got to travel space and find another. You know, you would be the next on. Genghis Khan. You, exactly that. You would be. You would be impregnating half of the world at that point. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. I'd take a million more risks because I know I. You know, anything could happen. I got plenty of time in my life too. That's true. You go on this, dude. I would take the risk of riding sub uh, Marta at night. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Take same. a bullet to the face. Be like, huh, dude, what's up, dude? You tried. You tried. I tried too. Trust me. I've been trying for years. <laughs> been there. Been there. Been there. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you just be in a, a perpetual state of just trying to kill yourself. It's like Groundhog Day. Because mm-hmm. Groundhog Day, you've seen the movie? No. Okay. So the premise of Groundhog Day is this guy, this news reporter, um, comes to Groundhog Day, and he gets stuck in Groundhog Day the same day. Everything that he's doing in that day just gets stuck over and over and over again. He can choose to do different things within the day. But it's the same day every single time. And so the movie theorizes, like, because he learns how to play, like, jazz piano, like, from zero to being a professional. Yeah. And it's like, you know, to learn professional jazz piano, it would take, like, 80 years or 50, 60 years to be, like, truly a master at something like that. And so, like, if you stack on that all of the other skills that he has by the end of the movie, he's, he's been existing in this one day for, like, hundreds of years. That's terrible. He memorizes everybody's name in the town, everybody's background in the town. He knows everything that happens on a day-to-day basis in the town. Everything. He knows everything. He's like omnipotent. He's to the point of omnipotence in this little town that he's stuck in. It's like that's lifetimes of information. So that's like that movie. What's the movie that she gets murdered and every time she gets murdered, she wakes up at the beginning of the day? Oh, uh, it's he and it's uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom. That's Tom the, Cruise. That's not oh. the one I'm thinking of. It's a female. It's a good one too. It's like Happy Birthday or something like that. It's like uh, I haven't seen that one. You've stumped me on a movie. Yeah, there we go. I've, I've done that a few times lately. <laughs> but yes, so I would choose Bullet to the Head, and uh, you know what isn't a Bullet to the Head? Mm. Some merchandise. Some merchandise. Mancardpodcast.com. Go check it out. You got these cool mugs. Of course, you can connect with us. Send us messages, and um, just let us know how you're doing. Connect us over to YouTube, um, and if you feel like it leave us a little review over on apple Podcasts and uh hey, spotify you, you want a mentor you let us know yeah if you need a mentor you can join uh the new company that we're starting um mcu uh Mancard university uh you join and um and we just all we ask it's no startup fee um we just ask that anybody that you join on you just um you just get their startup fee of 25 dollars, and we get half and we get half and you get and half. you get half it's and, actually um, a great business model. Yeah, it's not illegal in any way. I promise. So join on tomorrow. All right. We'll send you back to the main rest of the episode. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the main portion of the episode. And thank you ahead of time for going to uh, to YouTube, Spotify, and uh, Apple Music, giving us, a little, giving us a little review 
over there. Some five stars. Hey, if you deserve it, just let us know. But um, we're going to continue with the rest of this episode and do our best not to talk about, I'm not even going to say the word, what we talked about in the first half of this episode. Because uh, I promised my wife that we would not spend the Boom, entire time. Boom, I'm changing the topic time. right now. I'm changing it right now. Okay. Moon Knight, have you watched it? Okay, so I'll be honest. So I, Ellie's not going to like it. Um, so I haven't pushed us to watch it. Why wouldn't she like it? It's about a insomniac who gets possessed by an Egyptian spirit and he kills a bunch of people. Yeah, I, she's, it's probably low on her watch. Sounds list. delightful. I, to me, sounds great. Morbius? Have you seen Morbius? No. Okay. Fake fan. Fake very, fan. No, no. Not a fake fan. Very dark, and my wife does not like very dark. Like, she, she opted out of going to see the new Batman movie. And, um, and I went to go see it. Loved it. She just would not have liked it mm. at all. And so, I'm not pushing that. So, is she not going to see Multiverse Madness? Because that one's going to probably be dark. She'll see that it because... That one's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, but I think she'll see it because she's watched um, uh, all, all the stuff with uh, Doctor Strange. And then all of the stuff with the Scarlet Witch. So we've seen all of that stuff. What was the what was her little show called? WandaVision. WandaVision. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I always forget it. So we, she's seen all of that. So she's fully up to speed, and I think she would enjoy Multiverse of Madness for the fact that she's actually plugged in. She saw Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so she's caught up on She's movies. caught up on all of what's going to go into Multiverse of Madness, pretty much. What she, if? She hasn't seen what if. Ah, you have to. But that's the thing is like, what if in a way spoils things that will happen in the movies? So to not watch it isn't, you're not losing anything by not watching it. Yeah. You're gaining extra insight into things it's that all, can happen. Yeah. It's almost like you're seeing ridiculous things a second time. So it's not as ridiculous when you see it. Cause when you see it, you're gonna be like, what the hell? Like, yeah. what's going on? But you've already seen it and you're like, oh, that's why but the then, episodes yeah. were. Convincing Ellie to watch an animated Marvel thing. It's still good i know it's still i know it's good you watch I know it it's good i haven't seen it oh well you what are you doing i'm ellie and i are tied at the hip watching a bunch of content right now so we're currently watching just if you want some insight into what we're watching right now um ellie's already seen it my parents my sister everybody's already seen it but this is my first time watching through uh downton abbey don't even know what that is so it's like a british um drama um during like the years between uh, 1900s to the turn of the century and like 1928. So just before World War II. And so they go through World War I. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, and it's from the eyes of like this, this abbey. So like, uh, I think like the Biltmore House, you know the Biltmore House? Mm-hmm. So it's like that kind of house over in England where they have the maids, the butlers. I think the, my sis, my parents watch this. Yeah. Is it new-ish? I mean, it's new in the past, like, five years. Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe not then. I mean, it's, you know, it's not new-new, but it's it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Crazy turns. There's the dynamic between the upstairs, which is, like, you know, the lords and the ladies, and then the downstairs, which is the the kind of the the, the service staff. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. You, you have your favorite characters at the beginning. They change by the end, and it's it's just really good. But that's what we're watching right now. Nice. So, no, I have not had time to watch Moon Knight, but you have. Yes, it's been great. So Which far. episode are they on? Four? Three. Three? They just oh. finished three. Finished three. So, when's the next one come out? Wednesday. Wednesday? One week. Okay. Okay. Well, it's, I'll have it's to watch so, it. It's very interesting. I'll have to watch it by myself because I'm not, I'm kind of in between jobs right now, but. Here, here's the thing, though, with it so far. It's Moon Knight, it's really calm, like very funny. 
and it's really not dark. Yes, the concept of it is like he's sharing a brain with, you know, this Egyptian, you know, avatar. Sure. But like, you're not seeing a bunch of murders. You're not seeing him kill all these people. It's more so like it flash and then all of a sudden people are dead around, like laying dead around okay. him. It's not like you see him stab and cut. Actually, because the person he shares the avatar with is a really, really good, innocent guy and he actually stops this guy from like cutting people's throats and stuff like oh, that. Wow. And so okay. it's it's not as dark as you think. Okay, maybe I could convince her to watch it. It's actually very comical. Because so. we'll, need, we'll need some more stuff to watch after we finish Downton Abbey because mm-hmm. we're literally, we had to stop an episode halfway through the other day. So we're one and a half episodes away from being done with the whole series. Mm-hmm. And I'm on pins and needles because I want to finish it so freaking bad. But she su- suggested things like, um, my parents have watched Yellowstone. Have you seen that? Yeah, my parents love that. It's, yes. parent, it's like a parent show. Right. But apparently it's really good. So we might watch that too. Obviously Moon Knight. Um, need to, and we we got to get freaking re-ready for... Um, oh, what's it called? Oh, why am I blanking on so many different titles of things? It's the... Uh, Kids from the 80s, there's a... Stranger Things. Stranger Things, thank you. Oh my gosh. I haven't even watched it, so... Yeah, okay. So Stranger Things, we need to get caught up on Stranger Things because it's the new season's coming out this summer or at the end of... Oh my gosh. It's the end of next month and then the beginning of July or June. So they're doing it in two parts, I guess. I mm-hmm. guess it is conducive for the format or something. I don't know. But very excited for that. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out. And I'm getting kind of amped up for it. I'm just amped up for Multiverse Madness. That's really when the only that one. Out? May 5th. Okay. I can get behind that. I'm definitely going to go see it. I'm seeing opening night. Are you? Should yeah, we, should I'll we be, plan I'll be, on... I'll be in Philly. <sighs> yeah, no. Dude. I'll be in Philly. You're killing me, Smalls. Come to Philly. No. Just come to Philly. I'm not coming to Philly. Just watch a movie with us in Philly. I'm not going to pay hundreds of dollars to fly to Philly to Don't watch Don't fly. It. Drive. Uh, yeah, because that I'll pay hundreds of dollars to and pay gas. gas to come to Philly. To rent a car and I'm well, see, I'm solving car. all your problems and you just throw more at me. So like, you yeah, know, you're just true. a negative Nelly. Oh my gosh, you, I'm not, you're not going to support what I do. So smart your dreams. Oh my gosh, get out of here. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I dabbled back into it. Oh, uh, anyhow, get so. out of here. Mm. So, do you want to talk about what we talked about before we started about you today? How tactic your day was, <laughs> or is that not allowed? No, yeah, I mean, I could I could simply just say what what what's been going on this past week. So, basically. Long story short, uh, yesterday I got hacked, Instagram. Uh-huh. I'm gonna start with that because that's what I starts off that. my day. That's what starts off my day. Yesterday I got hacked. I wake up to my phone telling me my screen time was seven hours, which makes no sense because I was asleep. I woke up to seven hours of what? what yeah. World? So I look on it and it says I was on Instagram for seven hours straight. Huh. So I go straight to Instagram just to like see like what like was I on it, and I lo- notice that my username has been changed to Carol Nueve. Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. What's up, Carol? How you Carol, doing? What's up, Carol Nine? Is Nueve Nine? Nueve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nine Carol. Anyway, <laughs> and then I looked at my email. My email was changed, and so it seemed like obviously I was my account was compromised. I don't know if it was they had my password or they hacked Instagram. Sure. So that freaked me out because I've never had anything. I can like imagine. Such. So I go to my email as I'm like changing all my passwords back and everything and changing, you know, my username and whatever, getting my account back, which was relatively easy, thankfully. I noticed on my email, because I have my bank set up 
to send me alerts whenever anyone or me log on to my online banking. It sure. basically says, hey, someone accessed your online banking. Right. I got a notification at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and 8 a.m., all which it, within times I was sleeping from my bank. <gasps> Yo. Said, that said, hey, someone, you know, someone tried, lo- someone logged into your account successfully, like logged into your account. Your bank account. So I went back because these are all in my, uh, like, you know how Outlook has focus and like unfocused like mail. So like yeah, important yeah, mail, yeah. unimportant mail. I go back and I kind of track it and it looks like it's a relatively repetitive thing around the same time every single night. I'm trying to think what could possibly do this. I use Mint. So Mint At the same time updates every, every single night just to, you know, whatever. So I call my bank. They seem to think that's what it is. Lo and behold, later on throughout the day, my bank actually does reach out to me and say someone has successfully got into my bank and they asked me if it was me that day and it was not me. So someone, and they were trying to make a request to have money transferred to an account. So, so thank goodness you had called them. So thank God I called them and thank God they called me back. So I had to deal with that on uh, during a work day. Literally, I, I did almost no work. I worked for like two hours before I started having to do all this because I yeah. had to go down the bank. I had to get new uh, account numbers. I had new to go cards back. and everything. New, new account yeah. numbers, new cards. I have to go back and uh, change my direct deposit now because now my account's different for my everything. Oh, All of my auto pays are different now. Oh, my gosh. So I've done that already. I went ahead and I used to use like the same password for just about everything. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was a good password. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to leave it this. So now I have you know encrypted passwords where I have come up with a naming convention depending on what website I'm or company I'm logging into what tier of importance is it is it yeah. social media money or something else and, and then, we'll leave uh, it at that yeah that's all we're gonna say we'll leave it if, at that Carol if you're listening you're good at your job so I'm gonna shut my mouth yeah now. that's it, it, it's crazy to me how that happens because like I mean you know I don't want to go too personal with what you you going on but like what have you been what have you been searching dude yeah, no kidding. You know what well, I mean? What, like, what websites makes, am I clicking on? It makes you on think on like, like, oh my gosh, what am I clicking on? Like, here, that's the thing though, because you they can track your keystrokes if they get like one thing into your phone, right? So like, if they track your keystrokes, oh, then and, I'm screwed, and then you're screwed, and they oh, see, I'm like, screwed oh, now too because I just changed all my passwords. <laughs> I don't know. You'll just keep an eye on it. I think yeah, you'll be no fine. kidding. Yeah, I hope I'll be fine. Maybe just do um, what's the Duo login like the. I have I, I everything that gave me that option. I do that it sends a text message to me. Yeah, and types in a code. I mean, it's annoying. Yeah, but you know, it's better than being hacked. Yeah, well, that, that sucks, dude. I'm so sorry. Well, that wasn't even the highlight of my day, if you consider that a highlight. Also, I have a financial advisor who uh, me and my closest friend Blake use to manage our money. We had a meeting with him last week and mentioned zero dollars. Yeah, it zero dollars in network. So you actually owe us money. It's like, oh, damn. Yes. Okay. Don't you manage my money? Yeah, you owe us money it's for like managing Johnny, Johnny Depp. Was the there a thing with Johnny have. Depp where he was like, his financial advisors ended up like getting sued by Johnny Depp because they were mismanaging his money? I have like no idea. I just know Johnny shit. Depp used to get beat by his wife. That's all I know. Yes, and there's, two, he's, there's a case going on yeah, right now. Exactly. Anyway, go back to you. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. So I had we had this meeting, all four of us. Uh, so my financial advisor is Cole Dotson and his father Ray Dotson. Okay. Um, what's up? Yeah, what, what's going on? And then Blake and I, we were all on this like Zoom call, and we were just talking finances because Blake and I have very similar finances, and we work for the same company. So we we're just talking through things. We we're like, what's life insurance? Can we use it for a benefit? Sure. Roth IRA investments, whatever. Blake and I mentioned that we want to move out of our parents' house. 
and that we've you know looked at buying a place potentially in Alpharetta. We mentioned like we would, Alpharetta would be great to live uh, yeah. eventually, and uh, granted anywhere Florida, um, you name Texas. It. We're we're just ready to move out. Well, you moved to Florida. Huh? No income tax. Exactly, but although no, you'd uh, have to pay income tax in California. Oh yeah, big time. No, no, tax. I'm saying. No, 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 no. Okay. Wherever I'm living is where I'm making the money from gotcha. and to pay right. taxes. So we mentioned that and he throws out, hey, I, I work in Alpharetta. My office is there. I know of a complex that is right next to the North Point Mall mm-hmm. that uh, is going to be renovated and it's going to be right. changed to the Avalon. And for those that don't know, Avalon is an outdoor kind of mall, but it is it's like a live, super, work it's like a lug- luxury yeah. outdoor mall. The real estate over there is ridiculous. Everything's like a million dollars plus. Rent there for like apartments is like five grand plus a month. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. So they're doing this and they have this complex right next to the North Point Mall where they're going to do this renovation. Yeah. And these townhomes are like luxurious townhomes that are going for, you know, like $700,000. And he's basically saying like, you get in this now because it's at the beginning, just like how y'all bought your place mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. You buy it now. Not It'll, only will it appreciate just because you're the first one in this neighborhood, but yeah. when they do this thing at the mall, it's going to bring so much more money. It's going to become something like the Avalon, huge. where the Avalon, everything around it is just huge, millions of dollars. So he, you know, pitched that to us, and he's like, "Look, obviously, I want your best interest. I'm not going to even tell you to do this if you if we can't afford it. So we're going to run numbers, sure, see how you can do it." So me and Blake, um, I get a call the same day. You know, I'm getting you know hacked, and they're telling me all about you know, hey, let's meet here. Um, at See, this, this is overwhelming. Yeah. I'm like, my mind's already messed up. I've already been hacked in this morning and then now I'm going to visit, um, these townhomes to buy with money that you may or may, may not or have. may not have <laughs> and co-sign with somebody that, you know, my best friend still that you may end up wanting to kill. Yeah, exactly. There's always a risk <laughs> with that. So we do this, we're going from place to place between these townhomes because the model homes on one property, but then these new developments are on another. That's how we're talking to sales managers and, uh, and everything. My mind's just going nuts. Yeah. But, um, it kind of comes down to the fact that like, we almost like we're talking about it and it sounds like we could do this if we really want to. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. We could sign, we could bring down a check. We both have enough to pay down the 5% of, you know, the house that we want. Sure. Um, and we can do it, and if we do it ASAP, you know, it could be ours. The thing is, it could be sold today, tomorrow. We don't know when it could be sold. Sure, sure. And so it has just been, my mind has been uber, pardon my French, a couple of years ago. My mind has been fucked. Oh, I can't, the past yeah, couple of days I can imagine why. Because of the emotional whatever thing and thinking about, am I going to afford this? Is this the right move? Should I do this? Is this where I really want to live? Yeah, right. What are we going to do? Like, who gets the master, like, little thing. Who gets the master bedroom? Who gets the smaller bedroom? Dude, roommates, man. Yeah. Even, like... So like of course with a with a wife like it's your it's your kind of perpetual roommate and it's you still got little things like even it's it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. right more macro or micro micro more micro um as time goes on and but those things those micro things end up being blown up into like like you say who gets the master and then it turns into like well this is my side of the counter yeah, in the house where it's like yeah. my clean side, your dirty. Or well, whatever. that's the thing. Well, when you're married, I feel like all of it's the same because you're all shared. Because you're sharing yes. the bedroom, sharing everything. When it's, so like, it's like when it's dirty for me, it's dirty for you. Yeah, but when it's roommates, it's like it's and, dirty for me. It's it's not yeah. dirty for my you. half. You don't don't cross my line. Yeah, you know, exactly. Put tape down and stuff. It could get like that. See, the the only reason I would do it with this guy in terms of making this investment and co-signing. 
See, that's is, that's the that's the part where I'm like, yeah, it's, it, it is, it is because we have already lived together. We already know that we can mm-hmm. live together. So that is not right. the issue. The issue arises potentially if a year or two down the line, one of us wants to leave and move out, and oh, the other doesn't yeah. want to leave or move out. What do we? What happens? To, would, one well, buys the other out. One or we find a roommate, or or you both move out and then both sell, either or, sell or, or rent. rent. Exactly, and we've talked about it. We we'd be cool with either. The issue is, in my opinion, is if we wanted to rent, which I'm totally down. If we find somebody, done deal, yeah. cool. Is with the price point of which we are buying this town home, you'd have to rent it at like uh, we'd be renting it to people that your like, mortgage would be don't like, have to rent. Yeah, they could go buy something they if they can afford the rent that we would have to charge on this place. They could technically buy. Although you you never know, it's like some young buck who's big into crypto doesn't want to buy a house. That's very true. You and like I, mean? I said, if we find so. one of those dudes, totally cool with it. Absolutely, you know, as long as someone pays us the money for rent, show me the money. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, we'd be charging like four times the cost of like the average home in Georgia for a mortgage. Yes. Yeah, so for rent. Cause I'm trying to think of like a $750,000 home. Yep. Mortgage is going to be around four and a half percent rate. It's probably going to end up being around 42 to 4,500. Yeah. Including with insurance and everything. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Insurances, taxes and things. And then think about it. if we rent, we got to charge more than that because we have to be making money or at least hit breaking even. Otherwise so like a break even, Rent price would probably be about five grand because yeah. you'd have to. There's upkeep. There's yep. there's things that that go wrong. Liability you pay for always. You got to repay. Always go you got to do it. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But we're basically banking on if if we were to do it because nothing is set stone. The odds of it even truly happening, who knows? Because me and him are so up in the air with things like this. Is if we get in early, we can get out in a year or two if we want to sell, and I think it, it'll appreciate. It. A hundred or two hundred thousand dollars more no, than great. what we buy it for, because if that development works at North Point and all the other houses around to get built, since we were like four, I think it's the fourteenth unit out of ninety nine, then yeah, that's huge. Then we could potentially be sitting on a gold mine. But yeah, totally. You know, it's a lot of money, and it scares the living daylights it out of me. It is a lot of money. It, it's like double scary because, of course, even the same. Like we're not even buying a house half as much as that. I mean, I guess it is yeah, half, half as much. Yeah, as yeah. That. But like. Even with half, we're halfway there, and uh, and we're still living on a prayer. <laughs> Sorry, my, I couldn't help myself. My eighties came out, and and like we're looking, we're staring down the face of this, like we're staring on the barrel of this freaking, like we're buying something that we can't afford, right? We can't actually buy it, uh-huh. but these random people are willing to say, "Hey, you give me X percentage of it." And then just pay me in installments till it's paid off. Yeah, and you're we're good. Yeah, and we're good. And uh, man, here's the thing: it's though. just scary. It's just scary. Y'all have a prime location as well. Yeah, because that's true. there's a, I only see that place going up as well. well yes, we might the parking garage. Did you hear about that? They're what installing a parking garage for your complex? No, not for the complex, but for the for downtown Woodstock. Oh, that'd be nice. So, like, you know, the old Ace Hardware. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. They wrecked it. It's gone. Whoever's oh, whoever oh, that's off. That pisses me off. That's a great business. Whoever did that, whoever thought to buy out Ace Hardware and put a parking garage and then just charge for a park. Well, Ace Hardware genius. still exists down the road. Yeah, they just so moved. they're good. So they just bought out the building. They oh, wrecked that's it, genius. and they're doing a mixed-use car, uh, uh, golf cart parking deck. Genius. Genius. I've always thought buying a parking lot in a like popular area, genius, because you just par what? But 20, that, 20 bucks to park for the day, and then every single day. 
how many yeah. cars parked there? Because it's crazy to think about, like even so, downtown Marietta, right, isn't as popular, isn't even close to as popular as downtown Roswell or downtown Woodstock. Correct. Probably not even half as popular. Yeah, it's cool, but it's not even close. And so they still have. So every time I go to downtown Marietta, the only places that you can park that's not on Main Street for free parking is this parking deck, and they charge you. I think it was fifteen dollars when I was there, because we had to go get like um, something yeah. for the court when we were getting married, and I was like, what? Like that's it's not even as popular, and so I, I'm just curious and nervous a little bit. What of they're going to charge? They're gonna charge. Twenty five bucks, no. thirty bucks. Like who knows? Like they could charge probably whatever they wanted. I just sit there and think you put a hundred cars in that thing and you charge even ten bucks, thousand bucks a day, and that's on the low end. And that's on that's the on low the end. low, like bare minimum. You're probably making a thousand bucks a day. Yeah, just on that, and you just leave it there. It runs itself. You just pay the taxes on it for owning it, and then. I mean, just upkeep. Like, if there's, there has to be elevators. Yeah. So elevators can break down. Got to fix those. Um, get them approved. Yeah. Electricity. Yeah. So lights. up front, a lot of cost, yeah. but it is the. I think a parking garage is probably one of the most passive incomes you can have. Yeah, because I mean, literally, I mean, what are you even doing? So it's like it's built. You're paying for pressure washing. Every what? How many years? Year? Maybe once a year. Yeah. You pressure wash the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the. You already have the elevators installed at this point. You know, I mean, you got to maintain just those. random upkeep. So like the electricity bill, yeah. Any fees for the credit cards that pay through mm-hmm. the the gates, and then boom, you're done. Boom, you're done. And even if you didn't want gates, you could just hire a towing company, and then yeah. towing company, you make money on that too. They make money, you make money. True, that's true. It's so. very true. And oh, I mean, we know towing from this parking deck. Mm. I oh, please tell me you put my thing in. I did. Okay. I did. You sure? Positive. Okay. Always do. All right, thank God. I mean, I don't always do, but I did this time. Okay. Because I was, I was talking to Ellie. I was like, I need to put this in because I know he asked me every time. Yeah, I, I forgot to. This they time. They are religious booters out there. Like, I don't want to say every day because I think they skip days on purpose to make you feel think, safe. Yeah. But then, bam, ten cars the next day will be booted and tagged. Mm-hmm. Like you got to pay seventy five dollars right now, or else we won't even consider taking this boot off. I was booted. Because I, when we moved in, or when I moved in, I was never given the one sheet of paper that details how to sign up for the parking portal. And I was like, I was just sitting there. I was like, well, I guess, you know, I'll get something in the mailbox. Like, I didn't know. And then I go, we're leaving for the bachelor party. And we're packing up Evans's car. He's in the parking deck. And then he goes up, turns around, and we're coming down. And I see there's a boot on the Jeep. And I stop. I'm like, dude, we have to solve this before we leave. And what so pissed me off is it delayed me and Evans like one and a half, two hours to get there. And we were going to get did, there so did early. Did you pay the boot? No. Yeah, I was about to say. There's... Absolutely not. I was, I was just moved in. And the dude was nice enough. You know what I mean? Because like, and I was like, dude, I really appreciate you being nice about this whole thing. Because I emailed the, the property manager and she was like, we screwed up. You shouldn't have to pay that. Let me email his boss and he'll take it off. I said, fine. And I, I said, listen, man, like, I really appreciate you being, you know, being nice and being kind, you know, what's your name? I just, I just really appreciate it. Give him a handshake. And he was like, I'm parking attendant three, four, five, six, seven. And I kind of looked at him. I thought he was joking. I was like, what? He was like, I can't say my name anymore because people get my name. Really pissed. They find out who I am online and social media. They come and berate me or they threaten boots on me. Yeah. Yeah. They threaten my life. Yeah. Like, you know, he's guns pulled on him and stuff. And so he's like, I can't say my name anymore. And I'm like, listen, totally respect that. See you later, Jim. I, yeah. See you later, Johnny, whatever. Johnny cash. Um, but yeah, he was a nice guy. 
So I, I really appreciated that. But yeah, I definitely put the tag on your car right, online. Cool. We're You're good. good to go. We're good. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to downtown Woodstock. But so you said when you came in that the check that you made out to hold the property was made out to the wrong. Yeah. Thing. So here's the thing. Like, there's not like, basically, they told us that if we wanted to go ahead and put a check down um, of X amount of money, that they'll at least hold it for us for two weeks. Sure. And then, of course, that would be used if we put a down payment. So I, Blake and I were thinking, these things are going like hotcakes. We might as well just put it down because we can get it right back. If yeah. we decide tomorrow we don't want it, boom, the money's right back. We're cool. Bare minimum, no one, but no one could pull the rug out from under us and say sure. that it's ours. So by doing this, we get confirmed two weeks and we can sit down. We can hash everything out. We don't have to rush for yeah. whatever. And we can decide, hey, do we want this? And then even on the 14th day, we'd be like, eh, no. And pull our money out, get it right back, and then it's back on the market. Awesome. So I went to go ahead and just do that. So that way, you know, it's still an option. We Blake and I decide if we want it. It's not yeah. someone else coming in and pulling it from us pulling and saying we can't time. have it. So um, anyway, I go to LG. I go to, wow, I need to not say what my bank is because I just got hacked. Um fuck anyway you go to the, you go to buy a tv I go to, from lg from lg yeah <laughs> and uh uh basically go to the bank i tell them that uh, i told them that what the company name was um and i even talked to my financial advisor who's been talking to them a little bit as much as i have yeah and he said yeah put this name down did that brought it over they said yeah no we can't do that name yes it's right but it's not right so uh here's your money back um I'll hold it for one day or whatever, or two days if you can bring the check or whatever. So that way we know you're serious still and we'll, you know, deal it from there. So Blake and I got a lot to talk about. I had my parents come by, um, and look at it. Um, they thought it was nice. My mom's very skeptical because the thing is it's right next to that mall. So there's a bunch that you can hear 400 and see it through the trees. Um, in the back, there's a hotel behind it now, like a, a extended stay hotel, like right behind it. Sure. And then you have a bunch of restaurants around it, which is cool because you could just walk to restaurants. You're in the middle of everything. Yeah, yeah. But the issue is for me, I, and I just thought about it was that's weird to have that hotel right there. It's like right on the edge of the neighborhood basically. Sure, sure. And it's extended stay. So people are living, living there. And then you can see and hear the highway. It's literally right, right there. There. So it, I think of it for resale value. For me, it doesn't personally bother me. Sure. But I think when I want to sell this, two, three, however many years down the road, are they going to look at that and be like, mm. yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing with Avalon. Avalon's right next to the highway. Yeah. You know, going up, what is that? 400. 400. Yeah. yeah. So it's like right next to 400. Um, but that's the thing that the, most of the living properties are on the other side of the development. Mm -hmm. So it's like 400 huge buffer. And then exactly the living. This one is, you see it through the trees. Like I can hear cars going oh, like, tough, yeah. Dude. So, I'm sure it'll be insulated enough. It won't be that big of a deal living in it. It's just, I like I said, resale value. I don't sure. want anyone to look at these because I'm looking at it saying like, uh, this could be an issue for someone who doesn't. But they're nice. Like, yeah. Oh, no, they're very, okay. very nice. Re very well-respected builder. Um, I would be thrilled to live there. Thrilled. That'd be cool. It would be, be very. really it'd be, cool. It'd be something that I'd never expect myself to own until I was like like 30 or 40. Granted, yes, the only reason I can do it is because I'm co-signing with someone else. But still. But, yes. You both own this half, huge, of this, half of this huge property. Yeah. Huge property. This hugely valued property. Yeah. Um, and you could potentially flip it. I think that's, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. We're going to take a deep dive on Friday because we're off Friday, thankfully. Um, yes. Thank you. It's a good Friday. Yeah, good Friday. It's a good Friday. Um, and we're going to drive through Woodstock. We're going to drive through Roswell, Alpharetta, up to um, 
there's another one called like Hycalon um, Hi-C- or something like that up in like North Alpharetta. Okay. We're going to make sure that this is the place that we would choose to spend our money sure. compared to everywhere else. So Yeah, because um, I mean, I don't want to say come and live in our neighborhood, but... There's always that option. There's always a we might not even like, I mean, we might look at it and be like, eh, maybe we just don't stay in Georgia. Maybe we go somewhere else go somewhere and else. do an apartment. But like we said, out we want Out of Georgia? Out of Georgia. In Florida? Maybe. Florida, dude. It's, it's the bastion. I'll tell you that. Dude, I just can't deal the weather there. It's right. too hot. It's hot and it, I don't, it rains every day. It rains much. every day. Yep. Showers every day. Yeah. Tsunami season. So, not tsunami. Hurricane season. <laughs> oh, tsunamis, if it was tsunamis in I'd be Florida, out. everybody. <laughs> hey, you know when uh, global warming and global warming happens uh, yes florida will be underwater first so. oh totally so well you never know well thank you for tuning in today to uh this episode of the man car podcast obviously we talked about something you know a little bit more serious i, I mean i i don't know did i take it seriously yeah enough yeah seriously. it enough. was more seriously than i i was taking it when before we recorded <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm yep, gonna, that's you, all we're going to say. We've harped on it for, uh, what, 30 minutes? 30 minutes, plenty of time. But thank you for tuning in. Um, if you liked what you heard today and you want to hear more, um, definitely reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, mancardpodcast.com, mancardpod at gmail.com. Uh, please don't hack us. Yeah, please. Good God. Carol, stop. <laughs> get out of here, Carol. That's directly to you. If you know Carol, get her, man. But thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on Friday. 